and maybe a statement win last night by the Houston Texans in a blowout over the Miami Dolphins for all the talk about New England and occasionally the AFC and even to some extent the LA Chargers. Certainly, I think the Houston Texans have now put themselves squarely in that conversation among the top teams in the AFC. But we have to pay attention to other stories happening with teams that aren't playing this weekend, most notably the Dallas Cowboys, who made a big acquisition earlier this week, trading a first-round draft pick to the Oakland Raiders to acquire wide receiver Amari Cooper. Joining us right now on the Fox phone lines with that story and much more as we look ahead to the Cowboys' bye week and then We'll talk about that here in a moment with our next guest, the sideline reporter for the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network and our good friend Christy Scales. Christy, good morning. Thanks for being with us. Good morning. Yeah, there's always news. Always, <laughs> always news. even a bye week. I know you're <laughs> in the state of Texas. I know you're familiar with a lot about the Texans organization, having seen them recently. That was a big win last night. I know Miami's going to get the, you know, the, the opposite of people because they're not very good, but boy, that was an emphatic victory for the Houston Texans last night. Well, having the opportunity to see uh, Deshaun Watson in person uh, a few weeks ago, I mean, that was a real treat. I am a real big fan, and also you hear all of the wonderful things that he is away from the football field, so humble and all of that, but um, it's what's interesting about him is I was talking with Rod Marinelli, the Cowboys defensive coordinator, and this was not with tape rolling. This is just us a couple hours before the game walking around the, the field. Um, well, behind and, the scenes conversation. Well, well, well. no, Mar- Marinelli <laughs> walks laps a couple hours before the game, right. so you get good stuff if, right. you, if you walk laps with him. And he says, you know, this guy really reminds me of Michael Vick, but bigger, you know, but Michael could so easily just flick that ball downfield you know, like a BB, right. <laughs> just on a line. And, and so, of course, you know, I had that in my mind while I was watching him. But I'm like, the way that he just so easily, you know, it's not the same kind of wrist action and flick the way that Michael, uh, Michael Vick, Vick did. Right. And, and he's a lot bigger than Michael Vick. Michael Vick was a really small guy. But, right. man, just, just the movement, but it's eyes upfield and always looking for the target and being able to throw it so accurately on the run. It's really impressive. Of course, we know that uh, Fuller... It looks like he has a torn right. uh, ACL, so that's going to take a weapon away in the the passing game. But you still got DeAndre Hopkins, and man, Big yeah, night I, I, Lamar I, I, Miller last night. So yeah, yeah. Lamar, they're they're going to be fun to watch the rest of the season, even without Fuller. No question about it. Christy Scales joining us here on the show. Obviously, the Dallas Cowboys don't know the meaning of a bye week as far as headlines are concerned. So earlier this week, they made the acquisition, trading away a first round draft pick to get Amari Cooper from the for the Oakland Raiders. Let's start off from the Raiders' perspective for a moment, because a lot of the talk this throughout the first seven weeks of this season has been about you know first the trade of Khalil Mack, and you know maybe the Oakland Raiders are trying to tank this season, which may or may not be the case. But was this the right move for the Oakland Raiders to make if in fact they're trying to build for the future? Because clearly they're not building for this season. Well, they got the three first round picks next year, right? right yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I think uh, uh, some people, you know the way that Gruden grinds on people. <laughs> no, I mean, I know that there are some people in Gruden as a personnel guy. Right. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. Time will tell. But, um, yeah, I mean, they, they've certainly, uh, you know, have a lot of cards to play in the draft next year. So, uh, But from, seem- a cow- from a Cowboys standpoint, the thing is, uh, I think that a lot of people, the first reaction was, okay, they're going all in for this season because it's a muddled NFC East and this uh, committee, receiver-by-committee approach isn't working, so 
panic move to get Amari Cooper in and try and win the East this year and help Dak. Well, yes, that's all true. But I think the important thing is to understand that the Cowboys also see Amari Cooper, who's only 24 years old, and they've used this term cornerstone. They think he can be one of the cornerstone guys uh, for this team, along with uh, Zach Martin and, um, you know, Leighton Vander Esch and, and uh, obviously Dak and, and Zeke. So guys like Byron Jones, who's playing so well this year, he can be a cornerstone guy too. Uh, so uh, Jalen Smith, of course. So, yeah, all of that is true about this year, but, but they're looking uh, beyond that. And you're getting a 24-year-old guy who was one of the top picks in the draft and someone that they liked coming out of school. They have a lot of background knowledge on him, not just because of the relationship that they have with Nick Saban, but one of the guys who's on the Cowboys staff right now, the tight ends coach Doug Nussmeyer, was Cooper's uh, offensive coordinator for two years at Alabama. So they know all about this kid. And I, what was funny, Steve, was when Cooper came in and spoke to the media on, uh, I guess it was Wednesday after his first practice, he is just the opposite of what we're used to with these so-called number one wide receivers, right? Right, right? With the big personalities, oversized personalities and stuff. I mean, you could tell he's a really nice guy, but just kind of quiet and shy and doesn't like to say uh, too much about himself. I think his longest sound bite was 14 seconds. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. We we actually clipped together a couple of sound bites, and the two of them together came up to 25 seconds. Yeah, it was kind of like, I mean, not like pulling teeth, because he was happy to answer the question. Right. It's just that, let's just say he doesn't like to uh, expound on I know you had a, I know you had a chance uh, yesterday. I know it's at your your Dallas Cowboys report this morning uh, to chat about the wide receivers coach of the Dallas Cowboys and his impressions on Amari Cooper. Tell us what you heard from him. Yeah, um, well, uh, Sanjay is Sanjay Law. This is his first year as the Cowboys wide receivers coach, and he's from the Bay Area. So he was going home anyway to visit parents and uh, family during the bye weekend. And Amari Cooper, of course probably going back to get his stuff and move it, to, you know, from Oakland uh, to Dallas, but they're going to be working together. But Sanjay, let's just say he's a no-nonsense type of guy. <laughs> no, no, no I, I mean that. I mean that respectfully right, and in right, a good right. way. I'll put it this way. Bryce Butler, who had a Cowboys Nation was excited. Oh, we got Bryce Butler back. But, you know, he ended up playing only one play in uh, Sunday's loss at Washington. That was the ball that was nearly picked off by the safety who intercepted it, but it was out of bounds. That was right. Bryce Butler's one and only play in that game. And I, think, and I think he only played in, what, like two games since the Cowboys brought him back? Right. Well, anyway, the way that Lal just barked at him on the sideline and then had nothing to do with him after that. I told Brad Sham and Babe Laufenberg, we sit next to each other on the team plane, um, uh, even before we got on the plane, I said, Bryce Butler's not getting back on this field. <laughs> and of course, he was, he was cut, you know, um, to make room for Amari Cooper. But um, Sanjay does not toss out too many verbal bouquets. Right. And, but he has great things to say about this guy. And one thing that was telling, one of the questions for Sanjay was, what does Cooper bring to this offense? And his answer was, Number one, reputation. Because defenses, whether, whether the guy is actually doing something or not, 
the defenses will respect him and pay attention to him. Okay. And so that's something that they, we have not had this year, <laughs> right? And because of that, uh, you know, they, the defenses have been loading the box and playing the run. So the thing about Cooper is it, it's actually going to help the run game as well. So, um, and the other thing uh, Sanjay Law pointed out about Amari Cooper is he can play anywhere. He can play outside. He can play inside in the slot. Of course, having Cole Beasley, that probably means Cole will uh, do less on the outside. They were letting him do a little more this year. But, you know, Cooper uh, uh, on the outside, they might move him around a little bit. But, yeah, just, just having the threat. You know, Plus, the also, having another receiver out there does take pressure on sure. Ezekiel Elliott as well. Yeah, Not yeah, so many absolutely. guys up in the box going after the run yeah. game, which will certainly help Ezekiel Elliott in his game as well. Chris, one, one, one last, one last thing Wall said. Uh, one thing about the Cowboys' offense is if you're a wide receiver, yeah, great. You better catch the ball, but you also better be willing to block. Okay, that's a very important thing, and not all offenses stress that or ask these number one receivers to do that. So I asked Sanjay yesterday, I said, is he a willing blocker? And he said, he will be. (laughs) (laughs) He, 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 he 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 said, I told him, this is what's expected of receivers in this offense. And he says, "He says I will be. I'll I'll do it." Let's so. <laughs> uh, let's go back a few days. A heartbreaking loss, and uh, you go back to the five yard false start penalty that knocks the field goal attempt back five more yards. Clanks off the upright. A heartbreaking loss on the road last weekend to Washington. Yeah, and uh, you know LP Latisar, the fourteen year deep snapper who'd had over nineteen hundred deep snaps without any. Uh, mistakes. I guess technically, it's still he's still mistake free because you know that was a penalty and the play the right. play was negated. Right? You know, I don't know if that breaks his uh, snap count officially or not. But you know, he's done the same thing every single time for 14 years. And yeah, never got called I, for it. Yeah, I think that if uh, Deron Payne had not jumped off sides, there would have been no call on that. Right. You know. So, yeah, um, very unfortunate, but at the same time, kicker Brett Maher said, hey, it's still on me on that 52-yarder, you know, that went off the upright. And, you know, it was still a good snap and a good hold by Chris Jones, and I've got to make that kick. But here's the thing. The Cowboys' offense didn't come alive until the midpoint of the fourth quarter. The uh, Redskins' defense, which we talked about this last week, them being one of the top five defenses in the NFL, they just beat them up. On the line, I, I just thought that they won the battle at the line of scrimmage. And what did Zeke end up with? Thirty-eight rushing yards or yeah. something like that. Yep. So, in terms of the Cowboys' offensive output, it was way too little, way too late. The Cowboy defense once again had a great effort. Remember, one of those touch the Redskins scored uh, just twenty points, and seven of those came off the fumble return um, for the touchdown. Kerrigan forced fumble on Dak that was returned a yard by Preston Smith for the score. So it's just so frustrating because it's another uh, wasted, tremendous effort by the Cowboys' defense, and the Cowboys' offense couldn't get its act together. So other than that Jacksonville blowout victory for the Cowboys, it's just been ugh again, you know, with the Cowboy offense.
No question about it. Christy Scales joining us here. We will see Amari Cooper and the Dallas Cowboys in action next Monday night, I believe it is, uh, against the Tennessee Titans, who, of course, their season's starting to slip away a little bit. We saw uh, a tough performance a couple of weeks ago uh, in, that, in that blowout loss, and then last weekend, a gut-wrenching loss overseas where they lose by a point. Mike Vrabel tries to go for the two-point conversion. Why you just didn't have Marcus Mariota running on that play, I don't know, but uh, the Tennessee Titans certainly a team on the brink of uh, maybe having their season fall apart on them a little bit. Yeah, yeah, they'll they'll be uh, they'll be desperate. And um, oh, one thing, obviously, we encourage all Cowboys uh, fans to listen to the radio broadcast on your sister station. But those who are watching on Monday Night Football, uh, this will be the first time that Jason Witten is broadcast oh, right. a Dallas Cowboys game. So that'll bring kind of a fun little element to it uh, as well. Right. So, even yeah, about yeah, that. yeah, right. yeah so that's uh, yeah, you're right. Not this Monday, but the next Monday, November right. 5th. Yeah, mm-hmm. that should be a fun, that should be a uh-huh. good one coming up. Christy Scales, as always, we appreciate your time, especially on the bye week. Thanks so much for making time with us this morning, and we appreciate your time, and we look forward to talking again next week before that matchup against Tennessee. You bet, Steve. Y'all all have a great weekend. Thank you, dear. Appreciate it. That's Christy Scales joining us here on the show. We appreciate her time very much this morning. And uh, we will take a quick time out right now.